actually, I love, I love watching the interchange. It is, it is so great to see that fellowship. Many of you I haven't seen for a while, and it is just wonderful to see you. Let's open with prayer. Father, as we gather in your name, we, we've sung your praises. We've reflected on who you are and what you've done, and now we turn to your scripture. And we ask that you would speak to us, that you would cause us to hear and receive what you have for us, that we will see Jesus and that you will be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, um, this is my favorite day. Uh, I, I like Thanksgiving because, as you know, there's lots of yummy food. Um, I like the other holidays, Memorials Day, Veterans Day, Independence Day, because they give us, or they should give us, some time to reflect and think, and, and that's good. My birthday is kind of a holiday, but I'm okay with skipping that one because the number's getting too big and it doesn't quite match my uh, feeling about myself. Um, and Christmas is great if the focus is redirected from that guy in the red suit with the magical reindeer. But without a doubt, this day, Resurrection Sunday, is my favorite. Today we celebrate that Christ rose from a grave after being placed there as a dead man on Friday, after dying for our sins on the cross. Today, we celebrate that Christ rose from a grave after being placed there in that grave and then rising and sealing his victory and our victory over death and guaranteeing our resurrection. Today, we celebrate that Christ rose from the grave and proved All that he said about himself was true. Today is a good day. Our text for today is kind of a long one. I I debated cutting it down, maybe skipping the first part when Jesus was with his disciples, but it's integral to the whole narrative. So I decided to read the the whole account. And it's the account um, you are familiar with. I'm going to start in John Uh, chapter 11, verse 1, and read the whole story. Hear the word of the Lord. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sister sent to him saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of Man may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and are you willing to go there again? Jesus answered, 
Are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of the world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death. But they thought that he meant taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I'm glad that I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. So Thomas, called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go that we may die with him. Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died, but even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know he will rise again in the resurrection on the last last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, the teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, She rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary rise quickly and go out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep. But when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, My brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took the stone away, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, 
but I said this on account of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, his hand and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Now many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. So is the word of the Lord. My guess is that most of us are very familiar with this story, and it is a good one, isn't it? It's a great story. But can you imagine being there? The sounds, the, the, the people, the, the smells, the, the surprise, the amazement. I mean, it would have been a mind-blowing experience. As with a whole bunch of other stuff in the scriptures, this story is also told by someone, John the disciple, who witnessed the whole thing from the announcing of Lazarus' illness to the conversion of those at the end. The text is also really emotional. I mean, there's there's groanings, and there's tears, and there's references to love and friendship, and there's expressed disappointment, and there's doubts, and there's confessions of faith. There's even the, the bravery of the disciples willing to go die in Jerusalem, and And there's even conversations about the smells of a rotting body. I mean, this is a loaded story. But what I want us to consider this morning is that this story that we often think is about Lazarus is really about Jesus. One of the things that happens in this narrative is that there are references to things being said by Jesus that are not directly recorded in the scriptures as him having said them. One example of this is in verse 28, when, when uh, Martha tells her sister that the teacher is here and he is calling for you. However, if you look back in the text, nowhere does it say, Jesus said, Martha, go get Mary. Now, the obvious conclusion is that while it isn't recorded, Jesus did say something, and John the disciple, who was there for the whole thing, probably even heard exactly what was said. But we don't have it recorded in the text. Then in, in verse 40, while speaking to Martha, Jesus refers back to what he said he had said to Martha previously. He refers back to that, and specifically he says, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? However, if you look back in the text, Jesus doesn't appear to say that. What is recorded is his interchange with Martha when he said, your brother will rise again. And when he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? That's recorded. What Jesus is reported in verse 40 as having previously said to Martha was something that Jesus either said to Martha earlier in a conversation with Martha, like he was asking her to go get Mary, 
But if we go back a little further in our text, the part I almost didn't include in this morning's reading, the part where Jesus is talking with the disciples, we find something. After uh, the messenger from Martha and Mary, where Jesus arrived, where Jesus and the disciples were, the messenger informed Jesus and the disciples who were probably gathered around, the, the visit wouldn't have gone unnoticed, Uh, the messenger informed them that Lazarus was ill. Jesus responded by saying, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified in it. Sound familiar to what he had said he reminded Martha about? When Jesus was reminding Martha in verse 40 that he had previously told her that if she believed, she would see the glory of God. He was either referring uh, to something that's not recorded, like the Mary Go Get Martha comment, or he's referring to the message that he sent back to Martha via the messenger. And that message was, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Regardless of that, the the fact that he repeats himself, saying this illness is for the glory of God, two or three times at least, that point is important. But there's a problem with what Jesus said. He, He also said this illness would not lead to death. Well, Lazarus died. Completely dead, wrapped in grave cloths, stuck in the tomb, starting to rot, dead. Was Jesus wrong? How could Jesus say Lazarus' illness would not lead to death when Lazarus actually did die? He wasn't sleeping. He died. Because he was not talking about the death of a body. The other part of what he had told Martha via the messenger was that this situation was for the glory of God that the Son of God would be glorified through it. And this is a very, very significant point. The Lazarus story is to glorify God so that the Son of God would be glorified through it. It's too easy to read this story and think it's about Lazarus or to connect with the emotions of Mary and Martha or to see the witness of people who are crying and mourning. I mean, it's easy to do that, but that's not the point. The point is that God would be glorified and that the Son of God, Jesus himself, would be glorified through the whole thing. And he was. In verse 48, it says that many who had seen Jesus and seen what Jesus did believed in him. It worked. But it was more than that. It was recorded by John so that God would be glorified and Jesus would be glorified through that story and we would believe in him as well. well. That worked. But it's even more than that. Jesus was making a point 
that would absolutely be made when he himself rose from a very similar tomb not too long from now. Do you remember the conversation he had with Martha when he said, your brother will rise and I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he dies, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? He had that conversation with Martha. Well, Martha apparently got part of it. And I'm not downplaying Martha at all. The facts of the situation were that she was dealing with a dead brother, great disappointment, brother decaying in the tomb, and she had not grasped that Jesus really did have, or more importantly, was the power over death. How could she grasp that? Nonetheless, she did get part of it. She rightly connected Jesus' belief in Jesus as the Son of God as the basis for rising from the dead in the future. She did not, nor could not, completely understand that Jesus himself was the resurrection and the life, mostly because no one did or could until Jesus actually rose himself. Martha did not understand that Jesus was saying so much more than that he could raise a dead body. He was saying he is the resurrection and the life. This is clearly a claim to be God. Jesus is saying that the source of resurrection, bringing life out of death, is him. He is saying that in him is found resurrection life. And even if you are dead, think of being dead in your sins, you will live if you believe in him. He obviously didn't mean that the body would not die. And John, who recorded all this, knew that. By the time John wrote this down, many of those who saw what Jesus did that day and believed in Jesus as the Son of God because of it, including the other disciples, had died. And while Jesus did call Lazarus' dead body back to life from the tomb, and Lazarus did rise from the dead that day, Lazarus was going to die. Lazarus being brought back to life was not the point. And this is also true. We who have believed in Christ as our Savior will indeed experience a bodily resurrection in the future, following Jesus and becoming like him in his resurrection, and we will never die again. That is true. But the raising of Lazarus was primarily a sign. A sign pointing to what Jesus was going to do by his own death and resurrection. A sign that he was the one in whom is found the source of life. Remember some of those confusing texts in the Gospels 
that sent some of Jesus' early followers packing with confusion and disappointment. You remember the, I am the bread of life? I mean, that was not an easy one. He's a human being. He's not a loaf of bread. Or, I am the door. Now, Now, how is that possible? Or, okay, just for a moment, let's look at... Um, Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in me. These are hard things. But Jesus is talking spiritually. When he said, eat my body, he meant spiritually and mentally and emotionally consuming who he is, who he is in truth and his love consuming that and his very message and person, drawing it into yourself, so much so that it is like what happens when you eat food, and it enters your body, and it nourishes it. If you eat it, if you eat him, you will live. If you don't, then you will starve to death. When Jesus said he was the resurrection, he was speaking in spiritual terms. Again, certainly he meant that those who believed in him would rise again in the future. That's the obvious part. Martha also got that part. But Jesus didn't mean that people's bodies would not give up. They do, don't they? They are, aren't they? But Jesus did mean that we would rise again, that we would have life. He didn't mean that we were supposed to eat his body or that he had hinges and a doorknob. He was speaking spiritually when he said, I am the resurrection. What he meant when he said that he was the resurrection was that he himself is the resurrection. Not the cause, but is the very source of life from death. One effect is the physical resurrection in the future. But if we believe in him, we can become eternally alive now, free from death, free from the bondage of sin, free from the fear of death. And we will be raised to new life now. We will experience eternal life now, and we never will, regardless of what happens to these bodies, die. But believing in him was the caveat that Jesus made when he told Martha, though one dies, they will live. And believing in him is not merely acknowledging that he can raise a dead person from the grave. Even those who later on wanted to kill him because of this episode believed Jesus had done that. Believing in Jesus is not just believing in what he can do. It's believing who he is. The Son of God, fully glorified and accepting him and submitting to him. So let me ask, don't we sometimes, like Martha, only get part of the point? 
I mean, the future resurrection, our future resurrection and being raised to eternal life with new bodies to be in the presence of the loving and eternal God is pretty wonderful to think about. Particularly as we watch these things die. But do we miss the other part? That believing in him, not merely acknowledging him, but consuming him and drawing him in to us and finding hope and finding nourishment in him and finding sustenance in him, like the bread of life or eating his flesh. Do we miss that him being the resurrection means we can experience him now and his resurrection life now? Eternal life now, free from death now. I think I miss that. Before I close, I I want to draw your attention to the end of our text. After Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead, and, and the point of glorifying God so that he himself would be glorified had been made, some did believe in him as the Son of God. But some of those who saw it all, rather than repenting and turning to follow Jesus, understood what Jesus was doing was a threat. And seeing as it a threat, they ran to the Pharisees. And the Pharisees then plot, start plotting to kill him. Those who rejected Jesus and the promise of the resurrection and life that he offered understood that if they chose to believe in Jesus as the Son of God and honor him as God, as was the point of the whole Lazarus narrative, they would have to stop clinging to whatever they hoped to find life in. Their power, their prestige, even their plans for their Jewish nation. They would have to subordinate all those things to Jesus, who was God. And some people chose not to do that. That's the truth. And they died in their sins, apart from Christ, the source of life. My hope is that even as we look forward to our future resurrection, made possible because of Christ's resurrection, which we celebrate today, that we embrace the reality that Christ himself is the resurrection, the one in whom life from death is found. My hope is that you will fully know that the power and life in Christ, in Christ's resurrection, and that you will embrace the truth that the moment you believe or believed in Jesus as the Son of God, you have eternal life, and you will never die. And this eternal life will be experienced as we fully, as we we draw into, as we consume, as we dwell on and in Jesus, who is the resurrection and the life. The point of the Lazarus text is not what Jesus did that day. The point is Jesus, who himself is the resurrection and the life. And he proved that by rising again 
which is what we celebrate today. Amen.